I cannot tell you guys how excited I am to have Maddie Grimaldi back on the podcast. Woo! Yes. I'm so excited. It's been way too long. It has. Um, First of all, every time we text each other, I feel like it takes me months to get back to you, and I don't know why. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm so glad we finally connected, and uh, I miss you guys. Well, we miss you too. This is freaking amazing. I'm so glad we finally got to do this. Yeah. Uh, I Literally, there's an entire list that I've got up on my, on my screen here. Yes, uh, let's go. Of all of the things that you've been doing, now, I could be yeah. lying. There could be nothing on my screen because, honestly, I have a fantastic memory. Uh, <laughs> first and foremost, the last time we saw each other, you beat the shit out of somebody. Now, let I me. I did. Yeah, I did. Now, 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 let me clarify. Now, let me clarify. It was okay. legal. OK, it was. it was a money making opportunity. Right. Uh, well, the fun fact didn't make any money. That's somebody yeah. made money. I guess somebody, you, you, somebody. You did out not there. make money. You handed it. You handed out an ass whooping for free. That's right. Yes, sir. I did. Yes, sir. I did. Uh, it was an ass whooping, nonetheless. Uh, so, Maddie, for all those that don't know, uh, you do many, many different things. You're on television, right? You are on the radio, part mm -hmm. of a uh, morning radio show. And then thirdly, what I really want to cover right off the bat is that you are a fighter. Now, not yeah. a fighter as in, you know, you're, I'm sure you're scrappy. I'm sure you are. <laughs> I've never pissed you off enough to find out if you're going to fight outside of the ring. But there was a ring and you fought inside of it. Yeah. So yeah. I really want to hear more about your your fighting career, being a radio personality, television personality. And then you go and literally fight someone. Yeah, it's it's a blast. So I started. Uh, it's called Muay Thai. It's basically kickboxing. Um, so if are, do you guys watch UFC at all? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. So it's it's similar in a sense of I do the punching, I do the kicking, I do the kneeing, all that stuff. Um, I just don't do wrestling or anything like that. So for people that need a clarification, but. Um, I'm an amateur, so I don't get paid yet. I just do it for the love of it. Um, but yeah, I started about six years ago, and it started as a workout. And, you know, I, I just totally drank the Kool-Aid, and I was, like, fully committed right away. And then my coach was like, hey, you're, you're kind of good. Like, do you want to fight? And I was like, okay, like, sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm acting very nonchalant about it, <laughs> yeah, but it was more like, cash. okay, all right, <laughs> I can do this. Um, but yeah, so six years later and 10 fights later, I won my, my first title fight and um, I got a big shiny belt for it. And it's been a blast. Like, and you say like, you know, I'm in radio and I'm in television. I got to say like martial arts completely changed my life and my mindset in a sense of just drive and being able to commit myself to something, even if you fail, because I mean, like. I've been punched in the face. I've been knocked down. I've, you know, I've had bruised eyes, like everything. Um, and then you still get up and that translates in and out of the cage. So it's been a huge blessing in my life. And Alyssa, if you ever need some, uh, some tips on the, how to handle these boys, just let me know. 
<laughs> I definitely can't lay them down like you, girl. I, I, I can't even get tiny bit close. Not even a You scratch. never know. You never know. You never know. <laughs> you got to believe in yourself. That's the martial arts way, right? I'm just going to exactly. look tough with the braids. That's it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You definitely have the fighter vibes going on already. So pretty Thank jealous you. about that. That's right. Pretty jealous. Yeah. But so- you got the muscle, girl. You got the muscle. Yeah. 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 So it's pretty impressive, you know, not only that drive, but also the ability to balance everything because, you know, you've got a fiance now. Uh, the Did you guys hear that? I'm sorry. That's. Oh, my God. Thunder? Was that thunder? Whoa. Yo, we just going to wait this out because, like, that's kind of cool. All right. Anyway. I love sorry. how live this is. Wow, this is, is a great episode. I know. I know. This is going to be a good episode because Maddie's literally going to get electrocuted. I'm literally going to die. It. So let's go. It's 2020. Whatever. We've it's traded whatever. audio for real life experiences. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Right. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So back to your question. Yes. So uh, balancing the thunder, uh, your fiance, <laughs> Ross, an incredible man uh, and a, a fighter himself, a fucking yes. champion. I, I've seen him. I mean, he's a he's a big dude to begin with, you know. But, right. Right. And he does it professionally. So he actually gets paid to do it. So he he uh, he's already smarter than I am. Is that so. like a whole new level of pressure for him? Like getting knowing paid that, or getting yeah. Pre- Honestly, no, it's a benefit because if you think about it, we do it as amateurs for free. And then as a professional, you start getting paid for what you've always done for free. So it's actually kind of like a bonus. It's like, oh my God, I'm finally getting a paycheck for this. And you get a paycheck win or lose. So it's like, Okay, so you get the paycheck win or lose. It's not like, because I'd be worried like I'd get paid less if I lost. Well, you do, but... So, I mean, there's so many <laughs> tears. Yeah, like you get. Here's your pity. Track. Right. A little bit. A little bit. But it's worth it. It's time. so right. worth it. Like you right. said, because I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm in. There's one clip in particular, actually, of Ross that is just one of those things that scares the crap out of me. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. Unbelievable human mm-hmm. being. Well, uh, yeah. Where he kicks the thoughts out of that guy's head. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh he, yeah. He's a true martial artist in a sense of he's extremely humble and he's not a bragger and he uh, he would rather show you than tell you. So uh, he made his uh, – it's called Glory Kickboxing. It's basically the UFC for kickboxing. It's a very big organization. Um, and he ended up getting the knockout of the year for 2019. And it's that video that you're talking about, Christian. And um, he basically – shut down this person's nervous system <laughs> and uh yeah it was, um, it was you know intense but if you were to ask him he would just be like oh you know yeah it was pretty good yeah and it's like <laughs> dude just just own it just you know yeah but, well it's pretty yeah. incredible because you guys at one point had gone overseas right for, for ross so, to do these professional fights that was insane we went to dubai together and it was such an incredible first of all it's dubai so that in itself is a once in a lifetime thing but he was fighting and i was doing the commentary so we were actually both working which was a pretty cool experience as well so we had no idea what we were getting into we were going to dubai it's literally on the other side of the world and um amir abdallah is the ceo of badu jack promotions which is what he was fighting for and I've fought for him for a different organization. So we were very close with this guy and uh, he sent us a briefing of like culture etiquette for when we got there well, and cool. it was cool, but it scared the shit out of me. Well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. So basically a lot of it, a lot of it was um, just precautionary. I didn't see much of what was on this list, but things like don't initiate a handshake. Um, they have to initiate it for you. 
and and this is for women. And so for women or if the person is of a higher rank than you. So if I were to be going up to um, one of the fighters, they're considered higher rank than me. So I couldn't initiate a handshake. They have to initiate it. Um, I couldn't, um, no PDA. So like even like couldn't hold Ross's hand or like hug him or kiss him or whatever in public. And this was like, for in town so so i'm i'm ready to like be wearing like a garb and like all this stuff i'm getting super nervous i'm like okay don't don't like for ross and i we were like oh my god like we are representing the united states of freaking america yeah like we we cannot <laughs> blow this it's like i was like, when they I was go like we cannot blow this yeah. <laughs> and so we're at this gorgeous resort i'm like walking on eggshells and then i see this like woman in a thong bikini just stroll across me as if I'm in Miami, Florida. And I'm like, okay, this isn't that bad. What's going on? Yeah. Um, so basically we were at one of the biggest destinations. It's called the five palm Jumeirah. And you might've seen it on a map. It's a man-made Island that looks like a palm tree in Dubai. Oh, yeah, and yeah. that's where we were. Yeah. And that's where we were staying. And wow. that is a huge uh, touristy attraction. So, the people that we were exposed to weren't exactly uh, locals. <laughs> so, so did they not have to follow the rules in that area? I think because we were at a resort and because of where we were that it wasn't so strict. But if we were to go into town and it's something called a sook and it's where they sell spices and like you can um, buy like scarves and like all this stuff. It's like a marketplace. Places like that, you would have to be a little more careful. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was such a culture shock. It was such a cool experience. And being a commentator, being um, like doing that sort of thing is a dream of mine. So to have like just like dip my toe in it was pretty crazy. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. The crew that you worked with as a commentator for for this really big event, were were they locals or were they, were they Americans uh, like you? So... Amir Abdallah is from Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. And he works with a fighter named Badu Jack. And he is from uh, the United Arab Emirates. But he had moved to Las Vegas because – I'm trying to simplify this as much as possible. So he moved to Las Vegas to train with the Mayweather family. Amir Abdallah oh. trains with the Mayweather family. He promotes them. So – that all got together and Amir Abdallah is a businessman through and through and he saw potential in Badu Jack. He was like, okay, we're going to team up. I'm going to promote you. We're going to do all these crazy things. Um, uh, Badu Jack ended up buying real estate in Dubai and then the rest is history. Amir was like, we have to put a card on. We have to do this. We have to do that. And Amir trusted me because I run his events in Westerly, Rhode Island so he was like, you want to run my event in Dubai? And I was like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, of course. like, yeah, like it was, it was insanity. It just, it was happenstance that I'm engaged to Ross. Like that's, that's the coolest part. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have gone if I wasn't working. Cause obviously he wouldn't have been able to just afford, Oh, can the girlfriend come? Like, so, <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a crazy experience. Yeah. It was cool. I mean, that sounds insane. Wait. Yeah. Go ahead. Greg. It was. I mean, there's really no other way to put it. It was 
it was something that I'm never going to experience again. I mean, one of my favorite stories that I tell everybody from that trip is Ross and I were hanging by the pool um, a day before the fight and we're just chit chatting. And this woman that was laying next to us, she was like, Oh, are you from America? And we were like, yeah. And she goes, I didn't know Americans could afford coming here. And the thing <laughs> is, I know it sounds crazy, well. but the thing is in their culture, niceties aren't really a thing. They don't waste their time with, politeness basically they're very blunt they're very out there um so in her mind it was just a statement like it wasn't it wasn't being rude it was like oh i didn't know americans could afford you know right but to an american it's like <laughs> what yeah <laughs> what? um <laughs> but so anyway we started talking with her and we hung out for with her most of the day and she's like so why are you here and ross was explaining that she was fighting and she's like oh i'm going to that and we were like oh cool cool so the, fast forward to that night um, I like, I'm, I have my microphone in my hand. I'm about to interview somebody. And the, she runs up to me. She's like, I was hoping I'd find you. Da, 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 da. Meanwhile, I'm about to interview the owner of five palm. So the owner of this amazing, amazing place. So I'm, sh I'm shitting bricks. This woman that I don't really know runs up to me and I'm like, Oh my God, what's not, going on? Not something to interrupt. She goes, you're about to interview my husband. Oh my fucking God. Are oh. you kidding me? We were hanging oh, out with thing. the owner's wife all day before the fight and we didn't even know. Oh, wow. Oh, and I wow. was like, thank God I, like <laughs> I didn't embarrass myself or like was wasted yeah. or something. And I was like, oh my God. like, no, it was just like, it was wild. I love that story. Yeah. I love that story. No, did you get like, con that would be, that would be the most awkward. Ross wins and he's in the middle of the ring. Like this was for the lady by the pool who <laughs> called me a broke bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. This one's for you. <laughs> Team America. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I understand why you got to walk on eggshells, especially in that situation, you know, being, being wow. in Dubai where there's yeah. just this entirely different ethical code with, with yeah. everything, you know, it's nuts. And I mean, people were from everywhere. A lot of people were from the UK. UK, Australia, New Zealand, and it, we almost felt uncool because we didn't have any cool accents and everyone else did. So it was like, well, your well, accent probably... is cool to them. Yeah, right. that's right. <laughs> right. Very American accent. You know? There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of questions about our government and about like what a typical yeah. day is like and have fun with um, that. <laughs> it was, it was fun because, yeah, right. Um, it was fun because we were sent over for work. So we were lucky enough to be, you know, um, it was, it was free. Yeah. <laughs> like there's like, we were, we were working. Yeah. Um, but a typical American that goes over there is certainly well off. So when we were go out to dinner or we would go places, people would be staring at us because they thought we were celebrities because Ooh. Americans that go to Dubai are celebrities, not, Joe Schmo mm. work in a kickboxing event. So that was crazy. Were you yeah. so, treated special? Like people like a little. Yeah. So every time we would go out to dinner, like the chef would come out and like say hi to us or send us over a plate that we didn't order. Or like we would be at the mall and people would be following us. And like it, it was <laughs> very, it was very I was totally out of my element trying to look like I was in my element and it was yeah. exhausting. Yeah. At any point did you try and take advantage of the fact people thought you guys were celebrities? 
you know? Yeah, I started to feel pretty cool. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Like, you know, I started wearing sunglasses inside <laughs> for no reason. Right. You like, know I, I was mean? on Friends. So, it's no big deal. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. I was an extra. Right. It's yeah, fine. that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm Jennifer Aniston. I don't know yeah. what you guys are talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, that's right. Well, what's what's crazy I notice, especially about, you know, uh, the pictures and the videos of of you and Ross being on this incredible vac- vacation in Dubai is like the luxury of how everything looks. I mean, the resort you guys were staying at looked as if it was built by the gods. I mean, it was remarkable. It, the architecture was insane. There were pieces of the hotel I never saw because it was so large. I just didn't have enough time to see it all. And the time difference was tough but when we got there we were just so high on life that we were just like so pumped and we like did a live stream of our room at the time because we were like we are never gonna be in a nicer place ever <laughs> like ev- this place was insane like right. there was like a waterfall shower and um oh our big thing was like they when we walked in, they had like an array of fruits and chocolates and all this stuff with like a note, like Ross, thank you for staying with us. And they put his face on a piece of chocolate. Oh my God. No way. Like what? I was like, honey, we made it. We made it. You are on chocolate. Like this is crazy. Like straight up his fighter picture was on a piece of chocolate. Yeah. So that was the highlight. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Which- but it was, um, <laughs> it was it was it was a once in a lifetime experience. Yeah. So Amir Abdallah, thank you. Yeah, I mean it sounds really amazing. And when you're usually going on a vacation like that, it's it's very romantic. You know, it's a good time to to spend together. Was it was it then that you and Ross kind of looked at each other and were like, okay, this is this is it's it. You're funny the one. because I had felt it before that. He had felt it before that, and before the trip, we had already been discussing marriage, and. I was saying to him, I was like, I'm going to know when you're going to ask. Like, you can't hide it. Like, he was trying to, like, he was like, I'm going to be sneaky. And like, da, 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 da. And I was like, no, no, no. You're not, you're not going to do it. And so when we went to Dubai, I was like, oh, this is it. Oh, this is the, the, Here the it time. Comes. And, like, after his fight, we took a trip to the desert. And we, like, went uh, four-wheeling. And we stayed in the desert all day. And I was like, oh, this is it. He's doing it right now. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, so <laughs> and um so yeah it's just the whole trip i was like but you know he he didn't do it because he knew i was on alert so yeah yeah, yeah. probably smart because he wanted he wanted to be sneaky he wanted yeah. to now did he prove did he uh did he prove you right or did he prove you wrong as far as you guessing that he was going to propose when he did he proved me wrong oh he, he i you, know <laughs> i know he nailed it he absolutely nailed it which is crazy to think because my radar was on it was like it was on and it got to the point where like it wasn't happening i was like all right well maybe he's just waiting like whatever um i i'm a rusher and i know that about myself so i was like okay just settle down maddie settle down um and then we had been working a lot. He's always training and I'm working or training. So we hadn't really gone on a date night in a while. And this was last year. And, uh, he was like, listen, I finally got some time off this weekend. Uh, let's go to this really nice restaurant. And I was like, perfect. I'm so excited. So like I got all dressed up and, um, we went and we got to the place and she starts walking us to like this back room, the hostess. And I was like, why should she bring us to a back room? And she opens up the sliding door and all of my family's there. All my friends are there and people started going crazy. And I was like, 
oh my god it's happening like <laughs> i was like oh my god and so uh i was crying he was crying gotta say though one of the most awkward situations in the world like so getting awkward. proposed like, to in front of your family or just getting proposed uh, to in front of a lot of people yeah. that are just staring at you waiting for it to happen that's right so i turn right. around and he's you know he's on his knee he does the whole thing and then we hug and it's like the oh it was awesome Ooh, okay yeah. <laughs> We're, all right now what like yeah. <laughs> it's just like everyone's staring right. at me yeah, right. everybody go home now because yeah. it's done oh god so christian you sound like a robot again yeah uh-oh i know <laughs> i know it's, it's okay it's it's gonna um, be all right the sentiment was there yeah, I heard I'm hungry, and that right. was true. I ate like a pig. I drank like a fish, and it was amazing. We ended up, we ended the night with late night pizza, so it was literally the perfect, perfect day. Yeah. So, see that I grossed out beautiful. Christian. He's gone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Christian's afraid of love. That's what's happening. Yes, he is. That's He's right. Afraid of love. But yeah, all good stuff. Yeah. So, well, that's really really amazing especially you know going on your trip to dubai me and christian and my girlfriend molly uh saw you uh, literally beat the shit out of somebody which was incredibly I, exciting i was so pumped that you guys came to the fight it was so cool so you guys saw me win my title fight i forgot about that that's right that's right yeah. so that was really exciting we took all the videos took all the pictures and everything that's right and that's right. the thing is we um we had never been to like a fight fight, like a, a yeah. you know, like an actual, uh, like a fight night. You know, we had never been to, to anything along those lines that was even remotely professional. I mean, I'm from New Hampshire, so I've seen people beat the shit out of each other in their backyard, but totally different story. Right. There were way no different, there way was, different. First off, there was no concession at the New Hampshire event. Uh, right. And there was. Full on bot. Oh, oh, oh. Uh oh, oh, oh no. Is it go, raining? People. Oh my God. <laughs> oh no. Oh my Sorry, God, it is boring. Oh God. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna let uh, Maddie uh, go, go inside. This is incredible. I'm probably gonna keep yo, all of this in. Yo, are you, can you see it? I did uh -oh. ask before yes. uh, recording if uh, she was mobile, and we are witnessing there's it. A, there's a seventy percent chance that it's already raining. Okay. <laughs> so back to what you were saying. We were at this fight. First and foremost, I I had no idea what to expect. Christian and Molly, same thing. No idea what to expect. We get there, and the first fight was. A little it was a little awkward like the first fighters yeah. that came on and not to be like offensive towards them or anything but what it looks like is is it's kind of just like their first fight ever like they've ever their and first I, time I'm the sure ring. it was I'm sure I, I don't really remember because um, you know I was in the zone yeah but um, um, so yeah it's typical for a fight night because you got to start somewhere right so usually it starts with a couple amateurs that have never been in the ring before and they uh, they just go at it and it usually is awkward because the first fight honestly the first five fights for me were extremely um terrifying it's just terrifying so even yeah. if they are good when you get into the ring a lot of things change so a typical fight night starts off with those amateurs and then it just kind of escalates and escalates into um skill levels and that's why usually the main event is the best fighter or the most popular fighter. Um, I was a co-main event because it was a title fight, so that was exciting. And then the main event of that night was a professional. So it's it just gets better and better as the night goes on. And usually the crowd gets drunker and drunker and rowdier and rowdier. So it's it works. Yeah. Well, 
my qu- my question was so after your fight so after the high of your fight we're all like on a different level as i'm sure you were probably because you won um there was another fight that was after yours and another guy just kept hitting the other guy in the dick is that's not typically allowed definitely assume, not right? allowed um the thing was <laughs> and i do remember this fight because it was ridiculous it was my teammate doug and he was fighting somebody so he was originally supposed to fight someone else and they finally found him an opponent like a day before and this guy was not very good his opponent um so doug kept hitting him with knees but because they hurt so bad his opponent was pretending like he was getting hit in the groin and that happens a lot that happens a lot in whoa i did not know that so it happens a lot in the fight game um if the knee is a little low Typically, I mean, it happens. Like, you get hit in the groin and it sucks, and you actually get five minutes to recover from it. But in this case, he was pretending to get hit in the groin just to get five more minutes. And um, he actually Mm. ended up walking out of the ring. So, yes, he did. He was was very unhappy. So, that was bizarre. Well, I thought that was a little odd when I saw that because I was like, I, I, I doubt Ross would have trained someone to kick another person like yeah, in the groin it's, purposeful it's i thought that was weird it's definitely not a tactic you get in trouble for it um right but i mean that does sound like a tactic that i would train somebody to do <laughs> i mean win I, by my, any my, means my coach always says you can do everything once yeah you, you can do everything <laughs> once. just that's right if you're gonna do it make it a really right. good hit. <laughs> that's right yeah so you're balancing everything. You've got a fiance, you've got the fighting career. And now what's incredible is that you have a new radio job in morning radio, mm-hmm. which is incredibly exciting on Fun 107, correct? Yeah, it's it's a blast. I mean, luckily, I was on the morning show at my last job um, for about a year. So I was able to get my feet wet um, with that sort of format because I was coming from middays. So obviously, it's a little different to have a, a co-host. Um, um, (laughs) so it's been a blast. I love morning radio. I love topics. I love discussions. I, I, I love it all. It's, it's weird to be, um, the, the, uh, tourist isn't the right word, but the, uh, I guess the outcast in the, in the group, because I'm not from that area. The radio is in Fairhaven, Mass. And, um, it's called the South coast, our little area. And I'm from Rhode Island, so it's it's only a half an hour commute, but it's far enough away for the people of the South Coast to consider me an out of towner. Um, so that was a challenge, and uh, but so far it's been such a wonderful experience. Like my co-host Michael and Gazelle are just very uh, down to earth people, very team oriented, very um, we're in this together type of atmosphere. Um, one of the first things he said to me was, you know, if you do well, we all do well, and like. I wasn't getting that culture at my last job. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wasn't satisfied there was because it was so um, draining, mentally draining to be in a place that nobody supported each other. Like zero people supported each other. Um, A lot of vindictive behavior happened and I was just over it. I got so over it. My, my last co-host is a great person and, we still, you know, stay in touch, but I just, I had to, I had to make that leap and uh, I'm really glad I made the change. So. 
Facts. Yeah. Well, having a having co-hosts and having that uh, you know relationship, especially at your station, is is important. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was never on morning radio myself, so it all just came from observ- observations from you and from Alyssa, right. for example, and. Uh, like I, I love watching Alyssa and, and Boomer interact because I think that they have really amazing chemistry. And I realize, like on a morning show, you could be the biggest radio personality in the entire country. You could be Howard Stern, but Howard himself admits that he needs Robin. Like right. Robin is such a good yeah. uh, commentator for him because uh, otherwise you're either a talking to a guest for the entire time, and the guest isn't your isn't your co-host they leave at the end of the day and then they don't come back for another couple months right. or you're talking into the void so having someone who is like your radio pal i noticed is is really important you have to, so yeah you, you have to i mean you have to feed off each other you have to be able and you have to know your spot as well like it's um you can't be fighting for the spotlight on a morning show and um because people hear that people hear that like i want to be last no i want to be last no i want to be last and it's a very yeah. dangerous game that you play because you can lose listeners. And I think it's like, it, it was so cool for fun 107 and the way we started was because we just automatically knew our places right away and it really worked. And like, I have moments where I shine. Michael has moments where he shines. Um, Gazelle is really the producer, but you know, he's hilarious. He has moments that he shines. And um, right off the gate, I was like, okay, this is, this is going to work. This is cool. Yeah. How did you get connected with Fun 107? Um, Michael Rock is my guy. He uh, had contacted, or no, I'm sorry. So a couple years ago, two years ago, I was still part-time at Cat Country. And I was like, I really wanted to get a full-time job. And I was just ready to make like adult money. And uh, my friend at the time who was working at Cat Country said, I have this guy. Um, he's the PD at Fun 107. You should send him your tape and see what he says. So I sent him my tape and he called me immediately and was like, let's go have lunch. And I was like, Ooh, this is a good sign. Um, so we went and had lunch and at the time he only had something part-time available, but it really didn't make sense for me to leave cat country just yet for a part-time role. They had offered me a full-time position there, but it wasn't that much money like at cat country. So I ended up going with that because I was like, it makes no sense to revert backwards. So flash, flash forward a year. And, uh, I get a call out of the blue again from Michael rock. And he said, listen, I just had an, I just got an opening on our morning show. Um, my friend who I do the morning show with, she has to, um, stop at the station because she actually owns a gym. So she wanted to focus everything into her gym because of COVID and everything that was going on. And he was like, I immediately thought of you. Um, would you be interested? And he couldn't have called it a better time because I was at a spot at my past job where I was pretty fed up with just the environment and my paycheck. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> um, he called at a great yeah. time and one thing led to the other. And he, uh, he was my, I, he's going to kill me for saying it, but he was my cheerleader. He really was. He waited, he waited <laughs> in the wings and uh, he's been in the industry since 1993. So, I mean, to have somebody like him seek me out and give me advice was, it spoke volumes and it was, uh, it's, it's cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Well, that's incredible. And I'm, I'm very happy for you that Thank you were able you. to, you know, get into an environment that, 
just made you feel more comfortable. Right. I mean, that's that's so important. Being in a, in any kind of a toxic workplace can be can be killer, and it, it can. I've noticed it can kind of smooth over in 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 certain situations if you have like a if you have a buddy, mm-hmm. um, you know, for example, that that you work with, even though there's a toxic environment. I'm 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 of course mentioning. Uh, uh, Christian and Alyssa when I worked with uh, when I worked with them and you know things that um, just different things that I would go through I noticed it helped out a lot to have them right. you know um, just just be friends with them to fall people back that on. you know right. yeah you know people that um, I could confide in and I could talk to about everything well, this industry and, uh, too is so specific it's like my me and my husband have been in a relationship together for years and he understands what a music log is but like if you you know what i mean like i he doesn't it's weird like the in intricacies in, yeah you know what i'm talking yes. about in, intricacies thank you is intricacies <laughs> what is intricacy okay. that's right <laughs> well like our industry is so oddly specific and like it's all about who you know on such a like local and nationwide level it's the yeah. weirdest thing that's unreal only i feel like people in the industry and yeah my husband gives me great advice when it comes to my job but it stops when you know like you can't speak the same language and the same goes with his right. job i'm sure but it's like you're right having maxwell and christian to there to like hey guys like well what do you think about this and then these people maxwell and christian are able to be like i know how that person works this yeah. is what I would recommend, and that's just right. so helpful. Ross r- loves giving advice. He loves uh, – he's a fixer, so, like, anytime I'm upset at work and I come home and I'm upset, he he has to fix it, you know? But for somebody who doesn't understand why I'm upset or, you know, I, I pressed the wrong button or I said right, the wrong right. thing or I pissed off a listener, like, he doesn't yeah. understand because in his mind, he doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks. So he's always lived his mind of like, why do you care? And I'm like, I care because those are the people I speak to right. every morning. It's my like, job. If they, if they don't like me, I'm yep. bad at my job. Like, so yep. the thing yep. is though, my last station, my, like our listeners were so awesome. They were so passionate. They called in all the time and they were so supportive of our show. And it really hurt me to leave because it's where I got my start in radio. Um, but I just, you know, it was one of those things I just had to listen to my gut. And I was like, I just, it, it felt like I was jumping off a cliff into the unknown and it was like really scary, but I'm glad I did. So, yeah. Well, to your, to your point, like, eventually you just get tired of going into work every single day feeling like you're just going to get punched in and the face. And it was crazy because like, I didn't realize that it was it was a ripple effect into everything else in my life. And, you know, Ross had brought up towards the end of my time at that other place, he had been saying, like, I was miserable and I was actually snippy towards him and I was rude to yep. him. And yep. you don't realize how it affects everything if you don't mm-hmm. enjoy I went through these yeah, it's nuts so he said as soon as i started at fun 107 it was like night and day and i could feel it in myself so it's crazy it's, it's crazy yeah. how that works so being on this new show obviously makes you very happy i also know that you're you're super passionate about food love food Yes, absolutely. I mean, even when you were talking about in your, um, you know, uh, your video with Ross, where you guys uh, were uh, eating, you know, from one of your favorite restaurants, and you were talking about your story of of going to Fun 107 and, you know, your history in radio and how you used to drive all around uh, Rhode Island. 
um, which I lived in Rhode Island for four years. I hate when people are like, oh, driving to Rhode Island is not a big deal. If you go from one side of the state to the other and then back and then back and then it's back, it eventually, yeah, it eventually becomes a pain in the ass. It's a lot. So that's yeah. for damn sure. So a hundred percent. Ross and I tried to start a YouTube channel and it was going, it was going really well. And then, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot like to try yeah. and promote it and come up with ideas and, I mean, he doesn't know how to edit video. So like it was always, you know, my thing. And we were, we were pumping out videos every week. And then, you know, the pandemic kind of eased back and we were back into our regular lives. And we haven't really done a video since. But yeah. hopefully, hopefully Levine <laughs> the Good Life will be back in action eventually. But that's right. Yeah, the, the foodie thing has been awesome. Um, I help with Roadie Foodie. It's a Rhode Island based food blog. And we basically travel all over the place eating. And I mean, come on, like, yeah, that's come right. on, like, that's freaking awesome. Honestly, that right. scares yeah. the crap right. out of me, Maddie, because I'm such a picky eater that like, I wouldn't, I don't know, I wouldn't want to offend anybody. So you're, you're so spot on, Alyssa, because when I first started, I, I said the same thing. I grew up not trying anything like I was very specific about what I wanted basically I liked bland white based carbs things um <laughs> facts and so I was just like this is gonna be interesting um but then you know it was another instance where I was like okay you know what I'm just gonna like step out of my comfort zone I'm gonna give it a whirl I've tried things with eyeballs I've tried you know I've never tried raw sushi. I've always done cooked sushi. I've tried like the best food that Rhode Island has to offer. Have you ever? And all well, of a you sudden, say you I love everything, it. but have you ever tried something you didn't? You don't have to say where it's from, but have you ever tried something you didn't like? <laughs> so um, let's see how we can get around. That. Honestly, <laughs> one, time, one time, one time. I've been to so many restaurants, and it was one time, and it had eyeballs and. No thanks. It's a big sticking yeah, point. Yeah, really. um, it was a fresh. No eyeballs. It was a please. fresh cut fish. It literally looked like the chef grabbed it out of the water, put it on a pan, fried it with some oil, oh. and gave it to us, and put it down. And I was like, no, like yeah. no, and like <laughs> right. gotta be nice about it. And usually we're right. filming while this is happening. So my man Lupe, who started this whole thing, like the whole video, I'm just like, Lupe, you gotta try the fish. You gotta try and like I'm like feeding him the fish so like we can eat it. And I'm like moving it around the plate to make it look like we ate more. And yeah, that that was my I think my my line in the sand as of right now is if it has eyeballs and if it still looks alive, I'm all set. I don't want it to witness me, is what yeah, it sounds like. Yeah, that's that's right. That's the kind of thing you see in your uh, in your nightmares. Yeah, basically, I'm pretty yeah. sure I dreamt of that fish later that night. Yeah, that's right. Not in a good <laughs> like, way either. How did you eat? Me? Yeah, that's why yeah. did you eat? Me? <laughs> see, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> now, how did you get started with uh, you know with this this food blog? Did they reach out to you? So it all goes back to knowing people and just being connected. And my good friend Lindsay Adaluka, she works for Channel Ten, and we grew up together playing softball. And we, I, I kind of forget how we reconnected, um, but she had invited me to an event that she was uh, running because she was actually running for Woman of the Year. It's this. Um, campaign in Rhode Island for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, 
where they raise a bunch of money and whoever raises the most money gets woman or man of the year. Um, and so I went to this event to help her out. And that's when I met her friend Lupe and Lupe and I just, you know, we, we shoot the shit for a little bit. And he was like, you should come to a photo shoot one of these days. And then that was basically it. I, uh, I went to a lot of photo shoots and then I started helping them with the videos. And then, uh, Lupe and I got close as friends and, me and him started going to shoots together because Lindsay, you think I'm busy. Lindsay is crazy busy. She is always working. She's always doing something. Um, I honestly look up to her and uh, her professional career. Um, but yeah, so one thing led to the other and it's been going great. I mean, I meet the coolest people meet like, you know, if you want to hear some crazy stories, find yourself a restaurant owner because they have some pretty cool stories. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Restaurants are kind of a, kind of a crazy business. Uh, we've me, Christian and Alyssa have, have talked about this so many times hosting trivia. We get, you know, sometimes an inkling, a little bit yeah. of an inkling. And even that is a shit show. Yeah. Like sometimes it's fucking insane where you have either patrons, you have the servers, you have like a chef that'll walk out. You have, I, it, it can get very crazy. And does COVID kind of impact a little bit of, of your shoots or is it, is it fine? You guys just follow regulations, go from restaurant to it's, restaurant. It's interesting because at the beginning, obviously the world was terrified of everything shut down. So nothing was really happening at the beginning. Um, Rhode Island was different in a sense of, I believe phase one takeout started for restaurants. So Lupe took it upon himself saying, you know what, I'm going to do a hundred restaurants in a hundred days. And he's been going to a different restaurant every single day and filming in his car. And it's so endearing because you're just watching this guy at the beginning. It was endearing because it's like, he's willing to go to any restaurant to support them and eat in his car this like gigantic ass meal where you need a table but you know yeah. and he just made it his shtick like he made it his thing and you know people have started to recognize him and i mean come on like a hundred restaurants in a hundred days like you're gonna start getting noticed um yeah but now it's like <laughs> it's great because we really aren't getting that much like negative feedback from it because the rule is when you go out to dinner, as soon as you're sat, you can take your mask off. So if we do film in the restaurant, we're sitting, we're eating. So we don't really need to wear a mask or anything like that. So luckily we haven't had any Karens freak out on us yet. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been, it's been going good. Yeah. Well, it's impressive just all the different things that you do with the food blog, with the new radio morning show, with the fighting, with... You know, all the additional extra content uh, that you do, especially when we first brought you on with uh, Minute with Maddie. Yes. Oh, my uh, God. Which I really loved. Yeah, yeah. that was my uh, that was my start. That was me trying to figure out if I wanted to be in front of the camera or in front of the microphone. I wasn't really sure. But it was like little segments like that that got me in the door at Channel 10 and like, God, Minute with Maddie. I got to bring that back. Yeah, that's that right. Good. That was good. That's why I bring it up. Yeah. I want I I miss a minute with Maddie because there were so many uh great clips and one of the most recognizable ones that uh I absolutely love was in Women in Radio shared this and it was so perfect and I wish I wish somebody turned it into a gif. I'm going to turn it into a gif. I don't fucking care. Uh I'll make it fa- I'll make it famous. Is the one where you go like uh hi I'm Maddie and I am super awkward yes, yes, and it was yes. literally 
one of the most perfect <laughs> clips I've ever seen, and I thought it was so funny. Uh, I and got I wish so. Love on that one, yeah. That one was really good because it was smooth. It was yeah. funny. It was relatable. Yeah. Um, and people really, really liked it. So those were kind of your humble beginnings. But I don't want to say humble because they were still a really big deal. Yeah, you know, being you. able to do those videos because how many people, you know, especially uh, in radio, who who are you know from the older generations are doing any of these this unique social media content right. how many people are doing you know minute with maddie or you know uh pebbles and boomer live streams uh or you know uh christian i know that you know every time you're at an event you're always taking pictures you're always filming with people you're always i don't know why your eyebrows are raised you deserve this like, compliment oh, you do that? you deserve the shout out hmm. yeah that's right i see your I trivia pictures so yeah, you long. do it <laughs> I really have that's it. right that's not your fault. I right. feel like there's a global pandemic that's, that yeah, has to do with that. COVID that's fault. right. <laughs> yeah, it's so right. true. And like, there's this shift happening, right? There's this, like, our generation is coming up. The older generation of radio is on the verge of retirement. And you see this shift of the radio world. And if you're not different and you don't try different things right now, you're going to be left behind. And so it's, it's cool to witness, you know, Alyssa doing her thing and Christian doing your thing and like seeing people rising to the occasion, which is uh, exciting because you have to, you have to make dumb decisions. Like you have to make hard, weird decisions in this industry and see what works. And if it doesn't work, people are going to forget in 24 hours, you know? Unless you really fuck up, <laughs> but, but, but like, like yeah. that broadcaster called uh, Tom Brady's kid a brat or something, right? Like he's dumb, but yeah. it's <laughs> it's uh, radio is on the verge of a different, all different things, and it's just it's really exciting to be a part of. Do you think that in the next five to ten years, it's finally going to? complete its shift because there's still many radio stations across the country that a since the telecommunications act which everyone hates nobody was happy about that a because the telecommunications act where corporations can just buy up hundreds of radio stations thousands tens of thousands of radio stations and b you know radio stations are still kind of stuck on the old ideas of what content works and and what doesn't and now they're, you know, iHeart, for example, had gotten rid of a, a number of their personalities. Right, um, right. And, and, and personalities is the whole reason that a lot of people are still listening to the radio, because if we're being honest with ourselves, you can listen to a Led Zeppelin song anytime you want. You can listen to that Cardi B song anytime you want. Personalities you can't listen to anytime you want, even if you can. There's only one Maddie. There's only one Alyssa. There's only one Christian. Right. So do you think... Yeah that shift is finally going to happen or do you still think there's too many people in the industry with power who will refuse to let the full shift to to more digital media more modern day younger technology is going to happen it's interesting because i think there are forward thinkers in the older generation they're just few and far between um hmm. i don't think that they're going to be retiring in five years i think in five years, we will see a different radio where even now a lot of stations are asking their on-air staff to do podcasts and do YouTube channels. And cause they understand that radio is changing in a sense of, Oh, we don't need that part-timer on the afternoon. We'll just play, you know, the best of the nineties and throw in some shotgun stingers and like all, all this stuff. And, you know, 
I think that's the scary part for a lot of on-air staff is that we are disposable. And I think there are good people in the industry that have witnessed that and know the power of a personality. Yeah. So they are asking us to do things that will make us stick out. So, you know, podcasts, social media, all that stuff. Um, Town Square Media, owned by Fun 107, is a forward-thinking company where they are very digital heavy. Um, they're very adamant about online presence and what you do with your online presence. Whereas other stations don't see the value and that's why their on-air personalities are dwindling. Um, when they don't see a value in an on-air personality, you're not seeing the value of your listeners. You are in it for the ratings and you're in it for, um, you know, I mean, everyone's in it for the money, but they're not in it for that, like, hardcore fan anymore you know and i saw a really cool quote um my co-host actually sent me an article about it and he said you know there's a big difference between a dj and an on-air personality and a mm -hmm. dj you know can get away with being safe and not you know showing their emotions and showing what they really think but an honor personality has to do that they have to be willing to have haters and have to be willing to cause conversations because you'll be remembered. So I think in five years, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, turn and burn radio stations with not many personalities, but the ones that stick with personalities are going to be more popular. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, the perfect example of this, like you said, I mean, there's a morning oh. show in Seattle from iHeart. They just can their entire... They just the handed their entire morning show. Yep. Um, Car was it Carla Marie and Anthony? <laughs> just, just blew them out. And these are people that work with Elvis Duran, you know, number one market, whatever. And they just blew them out and replaced them with somebody. I don't even know who this but person is. But they're making is. way and the less. Comment, mm -hmm. Yeah, the comments under that the, the post of like, hey, I'm new to this radio station. People are like, I'm done. Nope. Yeah. It's crazy. It. You just lost a, a person center. higher up that doesn't see the value in their on-air staff is basically blacklisting their radio station. I really do believe that. I mean, yeah. you you know, Maxwell, you keep saying live and local. It, it, it's true. Like if you are not live mm -hmm. and local and if you don't resonate with the people listening, you're missing the concept of a morning show yeah, or a radio show. Listen, that's like what just, my I like to think know? our radio station is. With 107.7, it's just like, I'm, right. I'm front, like, listen, I was born in the same hospital you were, if you're listening to me, you know what I mean? Like, this shit's real. <laughs> right. Right, like, yeah. I, I yes, get where yeah. you're from. So okay? I am like speaking <laughs> to yeah. the people in the area because I'm speaking to you how I would speak to me. So, and it, it you can totally right. tell if right. you're from the area or not, like a radio personality, almost instantly. It's so weird if you start listening to a new station. Yeah, and that's and right, that brought right. a huge challenge for me going to the South Coast, literally ten miles away, but it's far enough for somebody to be like, "Wait, she's not from here," so I had to play that role. But I had earning to play the, the trust of those people is like so much more of a reward, I right. bet too, because you were actually able to not only right, bond with exactly. listeners from your area, but now, oh, listen, I got this new crowd under my wing. Like, check these guys out. <laughs> right. I mean, it was yeah. super rewarding to have people follow me. That was really, um, really rewarding. 
I had a lot of listeners that were like, I'm so bummed, but I can't wait to check out the new place. And it's, oh, hello. <laughs> new record was that, for what technical was that? difficulties. Christian, what the fuck just happened? Did you get shot at? What is going on? Oh my God. Is Did you just have a light bulb fall on you? I mean, I knew I, I know I'm I blowing your on. mind, but I didn't know I could blow light bulbs. <laughs> so it actually, it's funny. It was hanging up because I'm outside right now. It was up here on my deck and it fell there. I was going to show you the fact that you inspired me to actually join yes. a boxing oh, gym. Christian! Oh my God! I, I've been taking classes for about two almost a, i think almost two months what? now i had no it's idea addicting, man. it really <laughs> is <laughs> got you um the, so i haven't sparred yet but i do hey. want to eventually but i i know it's going to be a hell you of an experience you know exactly who to call ross and i travel all the time to train we we don't care you guys are gonna no. kill me <laughs> we are controlled okay but yeah. no seriously only a little <laughs> We're going to take it nice and easy. No. <laughs> <laughs> we travel all over the place. I really, I, I go to uh, Bellingham, Mass. every Sunday. I'm helping a girl get ready for her UFC debut. So that's exciting. Yeah. Oh. Um, uh, but obviously, I wouldn't spar you the way that I would spar her. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I be steps. I walk into work. Yeah. Half of my face is just like where, broken. Where are you going, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, put a place in Milford, uh, title nice. boxing. That's awesome. That's so exciting. Good yeah. for you. Thanks, man. I'm happy watch, about it. Watch what it does for the rest of your life. I'm telling you. If you Oh my god, the the first couple times I went, I'm like, "Wow, I instantly feel like a lot better. I should have done this a yeah. long time Seriously, ago." Seriously, it's going to do wonders for your mental health. I'm telling you. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh it's great that Christian was inspired by Maddie. Maddie is very uh is certainly very inspirational. I do what I can. I will say, I yes. Um, first off, I want to thank you because, you know, I know how crazy busy you are and to be able to come on the show and to tell these incredible stories is really why I got into, into podcasting was to be able to just have fun conversations with my co-hosts, have fun conversations with guests. So I tremendously appreciate that you were able to come on and we were finally able to connect yeah. after all this time. Seriously, I love coming yeah. on and hanging out with you guys. I love what you guys are doing. I think you guys are totally ahead of the curve. I think in five years, people are going to be like, oh, I want to be, you know, like this. And um, I love watching you guys. And and I, I it's funny as an outsider looking in and watching your dynamics evolve and grow. And it, it's really cool to see you guys like start really meshing together. I mean, you always have, but y'all were growing and it's nice to watch. And I'm, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh but no, seriously, I love you guys. And it blows my mind, Maxwell, they've never been in radio because you have the perfect voice. Well, the, well what's funny is that I, I worked at the radio station with Alyssa and Christian for okay. a time period again. So I was part-time on the okay. air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's right. Okay. So, uh, which I barely consider being in radio uh, with with the way my shifts would go because, well, because, you know, I would just kind of go on the air 
and uh, you know, I would do my. You did traffic for four stations in one day. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, but I cried a that. lot during it, so it doesn't count. You know, it was, it was just a, it was just a little thing. You know, I only I only did traffic like you know for four different stations in three different markets. Yeah. Fine, guys, but you have that morning show voice, you know. So, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you have well, plenty of stuff going on on your plate, so. I think so. Yeah, I I, uh, I hope that's what the case is. But it's it, no, it's it's been absolutely crazy. And, you know, I love knowing radio people. I, I love that most of my friends are, are radio people and, and recently getting into academia and being at universities. It's weird just because it's kind of hard to connect with people because most of the people that I have to connect with are a high ranking position with three PhDs who is, you know, and I will say this and anybody who works with me in academia, they're going to agree with this. Arrogance is is bad in radio. It is. But in academia, it's bad and terrifying because people use their arrogance of their intelligence to really be rude and awful to, to others. Again, that can happen in radio. Right. No, but I, but I, then, I get what you're saying for sure. Yeah, because you'll you'll talk to people and they're arrogant, but also you're like, well, I can't talk back to them right. because they are working on the cure for cancer right, <laughs> right. now at Yale but they're also yeah. an asshole, so right. I don't know how to take this. Yeah. So it's I don't good, know how it's to good to have people like you in your life, I'm sure. Well, you know, it's, it's I only have a couple like close friends in academia that are, you know, they, they have like these higher ed degrees and, and there's they're still really humble, really great people. But it, the equivalent is working in radio and um, people who have talent. They have like a tremendous amount of talent. And they're really up there, you know, with morning show personalities and getting to know you guys. So. That's what's really wonderful and why I really like this podcast and why I recently shared our, our friend uh, who is uh, hosting a new podcast, Back to Basics, uh, Danielle Costa, a uh, wonderful woman who is uh, also a radio personality. And I literally said in the post, not everyone should podcast. Oh, yeah, I saw it. I saw that. But radio personalities yeah. should fucking podcast. <laughs> Every personality. If, I don't care if you have a small listener base, a larger listener base. If you're on the radio, if a PD thought you were good enough to be on the radio, start a fucking podcast because most podcasters suck. They're awful. They're average Joes. They're terrible. That's what happens when you open floodgates and let anybody do anything. Right. But, you know, to be able to have you on to be able to have like a big time morning show personality to be able to have big time personalities as my co-host is truly 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 a privilege Aww. it really is so i appreciate every single time i get to do this podcast because i never have to worry about anybody never have to worry about guests never have to worry about co-hosts right i could i could get cut right out of the show Magic like hour. midway through <laughs> and they'd be fine Nobody might even notice I'm gone for a little bit. <laughs> it just becomes hour. the magic hour. No. It's just temporarily just Maxwell hour. just kind of disappears from it. And then I come back. We lost the magic when we lost. Yeah, Maxwell. It's just an hour. <laughs> just... <laughs> That's very sweet. Oh thank you. Um, so once again, thank you, Maddie, for uh, for coming on the uh, podcast. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Was so much and... fun. I, I Sorry, so got much rained on. Guys, I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so you know sorry. What? I'll do, yeah. I do anything for content. It's ridiculous. I'm, oh I'm, my I'm, god! I'm a yeah. Content whore. What can I say? <laughs> all radio personalities. That's what you got to do. Yeah. That's what you got to be. Basically, you know, it's all for the content. Content is king. <laughs> so uh, hopefully you are safe with the thunderstorms yes, and everything good to going go. on. I'm gonna, you know, probably stuff my face and then go kick and punch stuff later. So that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it really All does. Right. Living my best life, guys. I hope you are, too. <laughs> That's right. So I do want to pull up, uh, Maddie, all of your uh, all of your wonderful info. Um, 
So if you want to follow Maddie, it's Maddie on air, right? At Maddie on air on Instagram. Are you the same on uh, on Facebook? Yep. So you can find me uh, Maddie on air two D's I E on air everywhere. Nice. Yep. Maddie on air everywhere. Make sure to follow her on Instagram, on Facebook, on her Instagram. You can find everything. You can find her. Uh, the food blog, you can find different clips, you know, again, from Radio Cool Pictures, just everything that you need to know about Maddie. I definitely recommend following her because she's also a great example of how social media should be. Again, not everybody should have social media, but radio personality should. Uh, that's a harsh opinion. I don't care if people are pissed off. It's all good. Uh, so, you gotta have opinions, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. That's ya. right. That's right. That's my only harsh opinion of the day. No politics. <laughs> So thank you again, Maddie, for coming on the podcast. Um, it is at Pebs1077 to follow Alyssa, at Christian Turnquist to follow Christian. Uh, that one was obvious. At Maxwell McFly to follow Maxwell McGee. That's me, the person talking in your ears right now. And uh, at Maxwell's Magic Hour. And uh, if you want to email us, Maxwell's Magic Hour uh, at gmail.com. I will say it once and I will say it again to my girlfriend. Um... I love your emails that you send to Maxwell's Magic Hour at gmail.com. I just wish they weren't so abrasive and, and harsh. I just <laughs> I, I really do. I appreciate that you're one of the only ones who uses our email, but you've 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 got to stop with these hard. This is harassment, babe. It really is. It's, <laughs> it's, it's harassment. That is my message. Wow. I'm just kidding. Me and Molly celebrated our um our one year anniversary over the weekend. Hey! I love you so very much. I did because this podcast is coming out this week. I do want to say a very very big shout out right to you, Molly. Right. <laughs> we all saw it coming. Uh, I have though. to thank you. Humble brag. Uh, humble, humble brag. It's been one year, and the reason I am giving her a shout-out is because she is our number one listener. Um, I'm not shitting around. I, I, I really, literally mean that. Um, she is always uh, embarrassed by the fact that uh, literally I can see all the IP addresses that access this podcast, and it's her IP address over and over <laughs> and over and over again. So there is proof that she listens. She gets mad at me if I don't post it on time. She listens every oh single week faithfully. Hold on to her. She, yes. Hold on to her. I, oh, I'm going to. <laughs> I'm bringing her to, to, to Dubai and everything. Yes. Get her face uh, in chocolate. <laughs> I can't afford it, but we, that's yes. right. Yes. I'm going to try that. I'm sure she'll love I that. Love it. So um, thank you again uh, to Molly. I love you very, very much. And thank you for being our number one listener. Um, so thank you guys for coming on the podcast. Thank you, Molly. Uh, I almost just said thank you, Molly. Uh, Maddie okay. and Molly sound so similar. He's run our names too. That's before, right. I worry. really do. That's right. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's organic. Thanks to my co-host. Yeah. Thanks to <laughs> I think there's like a Carl and an Allison. Close. There's a, there's something <laughs> in there. Right That's now. right. <laughs> um, so once again, thank you, Maddie. Uh, Thanks, be guys. well. Make sure to check out all of Maddie's stuff. And uh, let's uh, try to stay dry and also cool because it's hot as shit yeah, out. Yeah, right absolutely. Now. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. I yeah. hope to do this real soon. Absolutely. Thank you. And Christian, will you do the honors? Go punch shit. It's yeah. good for you. Okay, bye. <laughs>